Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. What will the epidemic mean for the lives and livelihoods of India's Dalits? It's day 101 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. and we are reporting 59662 cases with 1981 deaths i distinctly remember when i started to seriously think about the phrase social distancing and its meaning and implications on march 10th thomas pueyo a silicon valley app creator put up a post on medium that he titled coronavirus why you must act now and two days later a friend showed me the piece In it, Pueyo did the basic math around the exponential rise in cases before more sophisticated epidemiological models came out, and he spelled out the need for social distancing with a clarity that no one had managed to come up with until then. There is one very simple thing that we can do, and that works. His piece, that has since been read forty million times, says: social distancing. In Wuhan, as soon as there was a lockdown, cases went down. that's because people didn't interact with each other and the virus didn't spread the only way to truly reduce the spread is with social distancing keeping people home as much as possible for as long as possible until this recedes since i read it back then the phrase social distancing has become part of every single conversation around covid-19 but since those early days i felt concerned about the implications not just of the phrase but also of the measures of social distancing on india's most marginalized people while a vital public health measure superimposed on top of a society that practices casteism in its most lethal forms it could take on dangerous overtones over a quarter of indian households told surveyors in the india human development survey in 2011-12 that they practiced untouchability with the proportion rising to over 50% among brahmins What will the epidemic mean for the lives, jobs, and dignity of Dalits? I spoke to Amit Thorat, assistant professor at the Center for the Study of Regional Development at the School of Social Science in Jawaharlal Nehru University, and co-author of the IHDS research paper that I mentioned. For one, Professor Thorat says the overrepresentation of Dalits in cleaning jobs will put their lives in danger at the moment. and we aren't getting the full picture because of a lack of data now cleaning is the the most important one of the most important frontline activities as it were right uh, they are yes all the safai karmcharis who uh, were employed in cities in in a b c cities and even in village levels right uh, uh, mandatorily have to now come to work and ensure that the garbage is collected it is disposed well um it is uh, the streets are clean if if disinfectants have to be sprayed or things that has to be done we don't actually have any information on how many of the sanitation workers are falling prey to uh, right. the covid pandemic right today the newspaper says that uh, this is spread fast amongst the military sorry the yeah the military personnel the crpf it yeah it will be etc so those figures are coming but i think it will be we should also try and see if there are any figures out there right. for sanitation workers 
And then there is the issue of the lockdown and the inevitable slowdown that is coming up and what that will mean for livelihoods. If you look at the figures, uh, 60% of uh, the, the scheduled caste population are wage laborers, the largest across all social groups. Right. If you look at it at SCST, OBC and others, mm. 60% of all um, Dalits are, uh, or scheduled caste are wage laborers. So, mm. absolutely, uh, this, this, uh, this is a double whammy for them, in a sense, because they were already suffering because of lack of ownership to land, access to education, say some kind of discrimination, exclusion which occurs. Right. And now they are being punished for their class or their occupation right. category. Is basically, And it's just not Dalits. There are many other groups. There are Muslims who are self-employed. About 60-65% right. of Muslims are self-employed. Right. Many of the tribals are also uh, uh, tribals can fall back on ancestral uh, land and you know but they are also being driven out increasingly so you it seems almost that this uh, this lockdown is now affecting uh, pushing in fact it's going to push my fear is in 2011-12 um, poverty estimate stood at about 21% that is 21 million uh, roughly 21 million people around below the poverty line mm. My fear is this lockdown is going to make this figure swell up like nobody's business. Yeah. And um, if if you are living hand to mouth, yeah. uh, little savings you had, you've already eaten through them. Right. And tomorrow, if the if the lockdown comes and goes and is repeated, these yeah. groups are going to be the ones who are going to suffer the most. If those are the concerns about livelihoods, there are also concerns about life and basic dignity. There are already news reports of Dalit sanitation workers facing ostracization, of Dalits returning from cities to their villages to discrimination and even violence. This could be a time when caste lines get drawn even more starkly. Professor Thorat has a slightly more hopeful take on things than I do. He wonders if this might be a moment that makes people stop to examine the unscientific nature of their biases. This dichotomy of, at one level, um, accepting science now because it's 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 it's, it's clear that it kills. Right. There is a fear. There is an anxiety around it. So you might as well believe it. And at the same time, then uh, you believe that certain communities inherently are infectious or. Right. They carry disease with them for some reason, which is not borne out by science. Right. So I think this dichotomy and paradox, which exists in our culture, mm. where you actually have a lot of educated scientists who would practice untouchability right. in their home, right. I think this time of reflection would help them, you know, think about this more deeply. I feel much less hopeful than that. The deadly levels of Islamophobia that have come surging out of people's homes and phones makes me fear that the epidemic will only give pseudo-medical or pseudo-scientific cover to the worst prejudices that many Indians anyway harboured. I'd love to be proved wrong, but I haven't seen the radical introspection that change would have required. Quite the opposite, in fact. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. Tomorrow, a new question.